Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here for a final look at the week four NFL main slate on DraftKings. But before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. We'll be covering uh, the NBA preseason. I have a video up breaking down the show on slate on Sunday, so make sure to check that one out, guys. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also up on Apple Podcast. I'll have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you could, take a minute or two out of your day, leave a five-star rating and review. That would really help me out. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, now is the perfect time. Start of the month, uh, I offer an NFL package, go over all these shows as well as the main slate, NBA package, again, covering every single preseason as well as the, the regular season uh, games. And then eSports package includes Call of Duty and CSGO and gold, uh, gold package is the combination of everything. Again, link down below with more information. And I do want to thank uh, today's sponsor, Prize Picks. So if you guys are not familiar with prize picks, two different ways you can play for NFL. First way you stick over under on fancy points. So right now, Matt Ryan projected for 20 fancy points. You like the under, you like the over. That Falcons offense is just so tilting. I've, I think I've had some of the Falcons every single week and just they cannot move the ball. But yeah, right now, Matt, Matt Ryan projected for 20 fancy points. You either take the over or the under, or you can go over to single stat if you'd rather go to passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Ton of different ways you can play. Again, they have every sport you can think of. You can mix and match as well. So you can do like a couple from baseball. A couple from NFL, they have college football. If you guys want to try it out, sign up, use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You get 100% match up to $100. So basically, you deposit using my code, $100, you get a free $100 to play with. And finally, I want to thank you guys again as we close in on the 10,000 subscriber mark. I think we're at 9.95. So if you're watching this and not subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, hit the like button. I'm trying to aim for 100 on this one and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos and go live. I'll be doing a do me, ah, can't talk. I'll be doing a YouTube live stream um, Sunday morning for the main slate. All right, so let's get in this final look video. So what I want to do first here is go over uh, some injuries. There's a lot of injuries to go over uh, and kind of what that opens up value wise. So we'll start with quarterback injuries. Lamar Jackson expected to play, and he was dealing with uh, a back injury. Um, not really worried about his status. Um, Carson Wentz questionable. Also think he's going to go again. He played last week. And then the Bears quarterback situation, we don't know who's going to start between Dalton and Fields. Um, you know, obviously it was a complete disaster last week for the Bears. But, um, yeah, right now they're, they're deciding on who's going to start. We're probably not going to get that news until Sunday morning. All right, at running back, we know, again, CMC is out. Dalvin Cook is listed as questionable. Uh, Mike Zimmer thinks he's going to go. He looked pretty good in the team's final practice of the week. So my assumption is Cook's good to go, um, which obviously takes a guy like Alexander Madison out of play. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's list is questionable. He's expected to play. Same with Swift and Gibson. They're all three listed as questionable. All three expect those guys to play. Same with Henderson. Uh, he missed last game with that rib injury, but he is expected to play. And, uh, you know, first couple games when he was healthy, he played a majority of the snaps. So Henderson becomes a viable play, obviously, at that price point. MG3 is questionable. Um, I think it's it's 50-50. If he can't go, obviously, a guy like Javante Williams becomes a viable play. So uh, monitor that one. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, not expected to play. Um, so we'll, we'll monitor that one. Obviously, Sermon probably would then be the lead back. Didn't go great last week, so I don't think you're going to be super excited about that. And that's kind of the injuries for running back. At wide receivers, so Lockett's questionable. If he can't go, Metcalf becomes uh, you know the clear top target here for the Seahawks. Also, then a guy like Freddie Swain would be a viable value play. So both Tennessee main receivers are out for the Jets. 
So what that's going to do first, I think it's going to make Derrick Henry a very popular play. Um, with them being, you know, pretty decent favorites. And obviously Tennessee likes running the ball and feeding Derrick Henry a lot. So you could see one of those weeks where Derrick Henry breaks the slate. But with the top two wide receivers out, I think this opens up some value here. So uh, Chester Rogers, Westbrook, and Josh Reynolds would be the top three wide receivers. If you look at the depth chart, they have, uh, let's go down to Tennessee. Chester Rogers is technically the number one, I guess, with Westbrook the number two, Josh Reynolds the number three. All three relatively cheap, or all three very cheap, 3.3, 3.2, and 3K respectively. Westbrook had the best game last week going for four, four catches um, on four targets. So, yeah, those three receivers for Tennessee, all viable for some salary relief. Again, Tennessee missing the top two guys, so definitely some value there. Claypool is just as questionable. If he can't go, a guy like James Washington becomes viable with three catches and five targets last week. Michael Thomas still out. Jarvis Landry still out, but I just don't really trust the Cleveland wide receivers outside of Odell. They were, they like running a two tight end sets a lot there. Um, the Giants, so both Sterling Shepard and Slayton out. Unfortunately for my best ball teams, I have both those guys. I have Shepard in my season-long team too. But, um, yeah, so let's go over the Giants. I think there's potential value here. So first, County Galladay is going to be the top target, 5.5K. He doesn't have an injury designation, so I think he becomes a pretty good play here in the mid-range. And then you have the rookie, Tony, first-round pick at 3.3K, expected to play out of the slot. So, um, you know, he got a majority of the snaps once those two wide receivers went down. You know, Colin Johnson as well had a pretty solid game, five catches and seven targets. He actually didn't get as many snaps, but it was much more productive. So we have Tony and Johnson that become viable here for the Giants. Again, my guess would be Tony in the slot, Johnson out wide with uh, Galladay. All right, let's see. What else do we have here? Again, Judy obviously still out. Crowder questionable, but he did practice, so I think he does play. But it's hard to feel good about any of those uh, Jets wide receivers. Russell Gage is still out, so a guy like uh, Zacchaeus for the Falcons becomes viable. Um, he had, I think, three catches or four catches last week on six targets or something like that. Let's see, what was it? Three catches on six targets. So, you know, not not a mid-price guy, but 4.1K does uh, make him viable. Again, that Falcons offense, though, is so frustrating. Um, MVS is out, so I think it opens up a sneaky value playing a guy like Randall Cobb. Cobb hasn't got a ton of snaps first three weeks, but you know he's been relatively productive when he's been out there. Ready three catches and three targets, one catch, one target. Again, just hasn't really got a ton of snaps. Um, my guess is he moves into that that number three wide receiver role and does play a decent amount of this game and is pretty cheap. Going to run the short routes. I think he becomes a interesting contrarian value play. I don't think a lot of people are talking about him. Let's see, what else do we got? Mooney questionable, I expect him to play though. Again, the Jets wide receivers, ugh. It's just hard to feel good about any of those guys, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think that's it for wide receiver and injuries. I tied in monitor Kittle, monitor Kittle, Kittle gosh, I can't talk. Um, he's 5.9K, if he can't go, I think Ross Dwelly would fill in. He would be a min-price Viable punt play. Um, so that could be some potential value there for the 49ers. But other than that, oh, Dan Arnold. So yeah, he's obviously no longer with Carolina. So maybe a guy like Tommy Tremble um, becomes a viable punt play too. He did have one catch um, last week. Rookie tight end. Uh, would assume he gets more involved this week with no more Dan Arnold. All right, so that's all the injuries. So let's talk about... Um, GPPs now talking about some game stacks and then we can go from there. So as I've talked about last few videos, I've really just 
this year, last year, I'm looking to spend up way more on quarterback. Like, I have not used a punt quarterback yet this year, and I don't really think there's anyone that catches my eye for cheap quarterbacks this week. Um, <clears throat> can you roll the dice when those Bears quarterbacks going up, going up against Detroit? Sure, you can. Not something I'm going to feel great about. Yes, Matt Ryan can go for a couple big games a year, but I just I can't with that Atlanta L offense anymore. Big Ben looks like a shell of his former self. He has just been awful. I mean, did you see a couple of his highlights? He like tripped over himself once. That interception was whew, whew. Big Ben is uh, again shell of his former self right now. Um, and then you get to kind of the mid range and, and the expensive options. So there's really just not a ton I love for cheap at, at quarterback. Um, so once again, I'll be looking to more spend up quarterbacks. So let's talk about some top stacks here. Kansas City. I mentioned it every single week, but it's going to be relatively low owned. Um, sorry about that. It's going to be relatively low owned um, and it's a high total game. So again, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, easy pairs with Patrick Mahomes. Let's go over to Kansas City. Um they, uh, again, added Josh Gordon, but he's not going to be available for this week. So I think McCole Harbin is interesting value play. Uh, he's been their clear number two wide receiver, playing majority of snaps. So he's another guy I think you can consider if you are stacking Kansas City. So you have Mahomes, you have Hill, Hardman, Kelsey. As far as bringbacks on Philadelphia, there's uh, a few guys you can look to. Um, Sanders, I don't love because Philadelphia abandoned the run last week. And you would think they're going to be playing from behind this week. So not someone I feel super good about. Devontae Smith had an off week last week, but he's probably the guy that has the most upside. So I would say he is the guy I feel the best about for a bring back. Um, you could go to a cheap guy like Zach Ertz who had a good week last week. Again, him and Goddard are going to be involved. So there's there's potential bringbacks here for Philadelphia if you are going that Kansas City stack. Now, on the opposite side of it, I think uh, the Philadelphia stack makes a little bit of sense. Jalen Hurts. Um, obviously has the rushing upside. He didn't look great. He looked pretty bad in that first half. But um, if they're playing, you know, from a, a two to three score deficit, um, it's going to be a lot of airing it out. And he could get there in garbage time like he did last week. So I think Hurts makes for a pretty solid play. Um, again, target-wise, Devontae Smith probably the, the number one target. I don't mind Rager uh, out of the slot. Uh, those are probably the, the top two wide receivers. And then either tight end viable with Goddard and Ertz was probably a little bit easier to get to Ertz. And then bring back, obviously, those Kansas City guys we mentioned. So the stack on either side of that ball uh, of the Kansas City-Philadelphia game, I think, looks really, really solid. Um, Josh Allen, just because. So I want to mention this. They won 35 to nothing against Miami. He still threw 33 times. They were playing from a massive lead against Washington. He threw 43 times. So it's almost like Josh Allen is blowout proof. Even if they're playing from a big lead, this team just doesn't like running the football. So what that's going to do is, you know, a, a Buffalo stack, I think, looks really good here, too, right? So Josh Allen, uh, and then you do have some uh, cheap wide receivers, too, if you go over to Buffalo and take a look at wide receiver. Um, Diggs would be the expensive guy. He's had a couple, you know, subpar weeks, I guess all three, kind of just average 15, 16, 12. You would think a breakout Stephon Diggs uh, week is coming here soon. So if you want to try to get on him now when his price is relatively low, I don't mind that. Or you go to kind of the mid-range, right? Beasley, Sanders are still going to play majority of the game. They're going to run three wide receiver sets a ton. Um, 13 targets, two of the first three games here for Cole Beasley is great. And then Emmanuel Sanders, again, I know he's getting up there in age, but eight, six, six targets, not bad for a guy in this price range. Again, Houston, awful defensively. So uh, this Buffalo stack, I think looks pretty solid. And then if you look at the uh, Houston bringback, 
Um, you know, Cooks is probably the clear option, right? There's not a ton you're going to feel great about. I don't hate Anthony Miller playing out of the slide. He did have six targets. So those probably be the only two guys to look to if you wanted to bring it back with someone on Houston. Obviously, they're most likely going to be playing from behind here, and I'm going to have to air it out. I'm not touching that gross running back uh, committee there. So that game stack looks pretty good. Probably would only go the Buffalo side. Like, I don't want to stack Houston. So Buffalo stack, maybe someone, uh, maybe the Cooks or Anthony Miller on the bring back. Uh, let's see. And then uh, Arizona and the Rams game projected to be a shootout. I mean, I've played Kyler Murray, I think, every single week so far. I might play him again. I want to mention this. Okay. Zero passing touchdowns. Zero last week. Got super unlucky with gross James Conner pounding two in from the one I wanted to throw up. But um, yeah, 22 fancy points with zero passing touchdowns. Obviously, he's a guy that can get it done on the ground. He has a rushing touchdown each of the first three weeks. I don't expect that to continue, but that is something that Kyler Murray can bring is, is the ability to, to run one in. Um, the Rams defense has not been great. So um, yeah, I like Kyler Murray a lot, and he has a lot of stacking options too here. So if you look at wide receiver, there's four guys. Uh, Hopkins, I think, is an interesting kind of buy low opportunity here. Back to back subpar weeks here, 15 and five. He's dealing with a little bit of a rib injury. I played him last week in one of my lineups. It didn't go great, but I had about one percent ownership. If DeAndre Hopkins is going to be one percent again in probably the highest total game of the week, sign me up for that. So um, yes, he he hasn't had a good great, or a great game the first couple last couple weeks, but the upside is clearly there with Hopkins. So. Um, like him, you know, Christian Kirk, AJ Green have been solid. Kirk had over 100 yards last week, uh, eight targets. I think he's fine. AJ Green playing majority of the game, six targets through each of the first three weeks. Rondo Moore is a guy that has a ton of upside. Did only have two catches on two targets. Probably the riskiest of the three wide receivers, but also a guy that has that that um, um, big play upside, right? So any of the four wide receivers here for Arizona, I think are viable. At tight end, um, I guess you can throw Max Williams in the mix, but I really like spending up more at tight end. And then for the Rams, you have uh, a couple guys you can look to for bring backs. Cooper Cup has been phenomenal, really. 10, 11, 12 targets, really like Cup. Um, Robert Woods has had a, had a lockdown year so far. Now you're getting him at a really cheap price. Last year, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were the same price, right? Almost every single slate. Now, Cooper Cup, seven, eight. Robert Woods is five, three. So I think this is a decent opportunity to buy low on Robert Woods. Now, ownership, I think, will be there. I think he'll be relatively popular. But those two, and then even Tyler Higby, who really only left the field last week because he got a little bit banged up. But he's good to go. No Q tag. Five catches, five targets. Again, going to play 100% of the snaps. So those three uh, bring backs there for the Rams. Or, you know, you could look to Henderson, too. Um, you know, obviously, he's expected to play. And if he does play, would, would assume he gets a majority of snaps. So... This game I like to stack, or you can go on the opposite side, right, with Stafford, who uh, the Rams love airing it out, right? And then we went over those two wide receivers in, in Cup and Woods, or you can go to Higby at tight end, and then we went over the bringbacks too for Arizona. So um, that game looks super, super appealing. And then um, the Pittsburgh-Green Bay game I think is okay too. You know, what's this? what's the total right now for that one? Let's see. It is 45 and a half. You know, Pittsburgh... I definitely trust the Green Bay side a little bit more. So maybe like a, an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams stack, bring it back with someone on Pittsburgh. I will mention Najee Harris had 100 targets last week, literally insane. 
actually 19 targets, but that is absolutely insane for running back. It's not going to happen again, but obviously the positive for Najee Harris is he's going to play like 100% of the snaps. So you look, you could look to Najee, you could look to one of the main wide receivers or a Valley guy, James Washington, if uh, Clay pulls out. So that's a, a game stack. I think will be a little bit lower on because of the total, but um, I think that is viable for sure. So those are probably the main game stacks I like. Let's see, we went over like the expensive um, quarterbacks. Again, running back, like I think Derrick Henry is going to be pretty popular um, just because the two top targets here for Tennessee are out. It's going to be a scary fade. It's going to be a scary fade. Derrick Henry's been a little bit involved in the pass game too with four, six, and three targets. He's going to be one of the more popular plays on the slate. Big favorites here against the Jets. So, um, yeah, I think Derrick Henry looks really good. I also think Kamara looks pretty good. You know, Giants defense has not been great. 20-plus targets two of the last three games here for, for the Saints, or 20-plus carries, I should say. So he's getting a ton of work. Um, yeah, th- I think that the top two running backs look really good in guy, in guy like Henry and Kamara. Cook going up against a tough matchup, um, probably more of a contrarian play there for me. Let's see. And then you get to some of the mid-range backs, right? So we talked about Najee Harris playing basically the entire game, getting a, a ton of targets. Saquon with... Uh, the two of the top three wide receivers for the Giants out, I think does make some sense. He played majority of the game last couple games. Now he had six catches and seven targets. Like that's good to see. Uh, you're getting him at a pretty cheap price point, six, seven. Obviously Madison's now out of play with Cook in. Zeke had a good week last week. Um, you know, he's still going to have some t- some uh, touches taken away from Tony Pollard. That's the concern there with Zeke. Um, you know, Chris Carson is their bell cow back, a little bit involved in the passing game. He's a guy that seems to get, get you 12 to 15 points every week, so a relatively safe option. I think you can make the argument for Swift. Um, the issue, obviously, is he's still splitting some touches with Jamal Williams, but they want to get more involved. He's a great pass-catching running back. Obviously, Hubbard, I think, will get some ownership with no CMC. Uh, he is going to be the lead back. They still have Royce Freeman there, but I would expect Hubbard to probably get 70 to 75% of the running back snaps. And this is another higher total game, so Hubbard, I think, makes some sense. Montgomery, if you trust the Bears offense, I think makes for a decent play, right? Because he's a guy that uh, is going to get a majority of the snaps. You know, there's still Damian Williams who will get, you know, mixed in here and there. But uh, Detroit has not been great stopping the run. So Montgomery is the only guy I think you can look to in the mid-range. Obviously, Henderson, if he plays, right? Because the first two games he has played, he's played a majority of the snaps. I think Edwards Elayer is going a little bit overlooked, right? He was the chalk last week. Um, he still played a majority of the snaps. He had 100 yards. He had two catches and two targets. This is a high total game. I'm still fine going back to CEH. I think you're going to get him a lot lower ownership this week. And then, um, you know, wide receivers won over a lot of the top wide receivers, obviously, in, in the stacks. We won over, um, you know, some of the value wide receivers, too. Let's see. Was there anyone in the mid-range I wanted to bring up? Again, the Atlanta guys are probably going to have a big week this week with me finally probably hopping off them. So expect a massive week for, for Ridley and Kyle Pitts, who has let me down every single week so far. Um, you know, I don't hate Pittman at 5'4". He's had uh, 12 targets the last couple games. I think he's established himself as the number one wide receiver here for the Colts. Obviously, Woods is going to get some ownership right. Uh, Ayuk, you know, San Francisco, his snaps went way up from about 50% to over 80%. This is another higher total game. Could be a shootout. So I think Brandon Ayuk looks makes for a pretty good play there in the mid-range. We went over the Buffalo wide receivers. Um, we went over, again, A.J. Green, I think is fine. Hardman for value there. So, yeah, and then tight end. Same thing I'll say about quarterback. I know I've been repeating myself last couple of videos, but I'm just looking to spend up more tight ends. So, like, Travis Kelsey, if you have the salary, is just a super safe play. Going to get around 10 targets a game. Probably going to get you 20 to 25 fancy points with upside for a little bit more. Kittle, if he's good to go, I think that's fine too. And in a decent matchup here, a higher total game. 
Hawkinson had a bad week last week, uh, but he's still a guy that's going to get a ton of targets here for Detroit. Going to be playing from behind most weeks. Again, as I said, the Atlanta guys are probably going to have a breakout week this week with Pitts and Ridley when I finally fade. So just lock that in. Um, I, I mentioned Higby going to play majority of the snaps. Cheaper options, there's not a ton. I think Ertz is fine, right? Um, you know, the Eagles like to run two tight end sats, and this is a game they're probably playing from behind. He had seven targets last week. I think Ertz still has a little bit left in the tank. So um, if I'm going to punt tight end, probably would be Ertz. I think Schultz is going to get some ownership. I think that's kind of chasing because... Yes, he had a good week last week, but he's still splitting snaps with Jarwin, right? So it's not like he's the clear top target here for, for Dallas at tight end. Um, so I think he might be a little bit over-owned. That might be one where I'm fine getting away from. And yeah, one of our couple of those really cheap tight ends you want to go go to in large field tournaments. But as I said, I've been looking to spend up more at tight end. So that's really it, guys. One over injury news, one over top stacks, one over other you know top plays on the slate. And um, yeah, that's going to do it for the video. So if you haven't enjoyed the content this far, we'd really appreciate it. If you could hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos and go live. I will be live on Sunday for the main slate, then be doing um, one for, for preseason NBA, probably only on Patreon though. Uh, and then Sunday night, uh, I won't be live for the Sunday night football slate, but I'll still have a video up for that. So thanks again, guys. Have a great day, and I'll see you all Sunday morning in the live stream.